manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Hey, everybody. This is Father Craig Vosick. I am your host, and I'm so delighted to be so today. I am here at the University of Mary, perched atop of the hill, overlooking the city, overlooking the, the bluffs of the Missouri Valley. Uh, it's an incredible place to be. I'm so glad to be with you today, as I have been so many times in the past. Uh, we're going to start with a prayer, but maybe I'll just tell you what's going to happen here. We're going to talk to a couple bishops today. In the first hour, we'll talk to Bishop Vetter, who is... Uh, recently of the Diocese of Bismarck and is now in the Diocese of Helena, Montana. And then we were also talked to Bishop Quinn in the second hour uh, from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. So those are two two main uh, big heavy hitters with big hats on their head that we'll talk to today. Uh, we'll also talk to Monsignor Shea of the University of Mary, uh, who is my acting supervisor. Well, I have a lot of supervisors, but he's he's like the, kind of the main one, I guess. But there's like a bishop over him, but then there's like another guy under him. But they're all over me, so like they're all above me. So anyway, we'll talk to him as well. Uh, so this going to be really great. But let's start with a prayer and ask the Lord to bless our time together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your kindness, your goodness. We thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus, and the power of the Holy Spirit, which has been poured out upon the church. Vivify us this day through Jesus in the Holy Spirit, that we may return to you through your Son, Jesus. Please bless us. Bless all those who would turn their dial, or turn their preset, or turn their uh, connection, or surf through the internet, or wherever they are, whatever they're doing, that they might find a positive uh, beautiful, heartfelt Christian message here at the RPR radio station with RPR Live, Real Presence Live today. So we ask for your blessing and your kindness to be upon us in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alrighty. Well, everybody, I'm just glad to be with you. I was with, I was hosting like every day, it felt like for a while during the kind of the quarantine and the shutdown. It was like every day I was waking up and hosting an RPR show, but um, now I'm back to once a month and I'm kind of sad about it. So I don't know, maybe the people at RPR could uh, get me up. Maybe, maybe people tuned in and said, hey, get this guy out of there. Maybe that's what happened, but uh, maybe I could be on more. I don't know. Maybe I got to talk about my uh, salary. I don't know what I got to do. I got to do something. Though. Something's got to get changed because I want to be on here more often. Maybe I should talk to my supervisor before I broadcast that on the radio. Never mind. I didn't say that. I didn't bring any of that up. Um, for anybody who's out there, um, well, I'll bring that up later. T- turns out our first guest, our prestigious guest, the first, because he's the best, uh, guest is with us, Bishop Austin Vetter, uh, the Bishop of the Diocese of Helena. Bishop, you here? I am. Awesome. I am Good. here. Can you hear me? I sure can, Bishop. It's great. Thanks so much for being with us today. No, you're welcome. It's a pleasure. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. So you, uh, for everybody out there, tell us a little bit. You were a priest of uh, the Diocese of Bismarck. You've now moved on up and yeah. westward uh, into the mountains of western Montana. Tell us a little bit more about th- that. Yeah, so I'm 52 years old. I've been a priest of the Diocese of Bismarck uh, for 27 years. 
I was ordained uh, uh, for the Diocese of Helena as their 11th bishop on November 20th of 2019. So I've been their bishop out here for just over seven months now. So it wasn't quite the way I thought it was going to (laughs) start. Oh, my a, goodness. It was a quick start out of the gate, and then uh, everything stopped with the uh, coronavirus. So that was, uh, so still navigating that. Um, yeah, so been out here for seven months. It's been wonderful. So, Bishop, I remember um, hearing that there was a plan to to try to get to all of the deaneries in your first couple months, I think it was, uh, while you were out there. Um, did that? Were you able to do that before the virus kicked in? Yep, I did, actually. I got ordained on November 20th, and by before Christmas, I visited all six deaneries. So that turns so out that that was a... deaneries, so just got in the car and drove around, and they had a wonderful receptions for me at each of the deaneries and uh, was able to meet many of the people um, of the diocese. So that was wonderful. Just a great way to get to know them a little bit. And then what I started is to spend a week here in Helena at the Chancery and then going out to one of the regions for a week and actually spending eight days there uh, visiting all the hospitals, nursing homes, schools, the parishes, uh, and just getting to know a region of the diocese. So I had done that twice. And then everything stopped. So now I'm just, now all they know of me is live stream, <laughs> which isn't so bad, I guess, but it's something. But, it is. Uh, yeah, it know. is something. So it turns out that that was a really, uh, I mean, you couldn't have known back in uh, September, October, November, as you were taking on your Episcopal ministry, you couldn't have known that COVID was coming, but you had this uh, idea that turns out to be really wise to get out there and get to know everybody right away because otherwise, I mean, there's just been a lot of hindrance to that. So it turns out that was a really, really, really wise. It seemed really um, aggressive when I first started. I was like, how is he going to do all that? But you did it. Uh, yeah. and it turns out Funny that was how really those wise. things work in God's providence, you know? The other thing that was so providential is that for my ordination, they were able to purchase a whole bunch of cameras and things so that they could live stream the ordination because so many people weren't able to come. Because of the size of my family, we took up a lot of the cathedral, (laughs) and so we wanted to make sure, they wanted to make sure that the Diocese of Helena, the people could uh, take part in it. And that was very providential because we had all the training and all the equipment so we could go right into live streaming uh, our masses at the cathedral as soon as we went to shut down uh, of the churches uh, there right away, uh, what, four months ago, mm-hmm. and uh, and then used it for messages. So every Friday I do video um, to anyone who wants to listen, and then also on Wednesdays I read a book, a children's book. Mm. I started those in the beginning, and uh, that's been a delightful thing. Mm. It's, uh, it's amazing. After my ordination, uh, the, the number of people who watched the ordination and uh, Easter Triduum uh, Masses, Right after that, the most popular are these kids' books. So mm. that tells you <laughs> who's listening to me, I guess, huh? But uh, <laughs> it's, it's delightful. I was outside the cathedral. About a month ago, I was out walking. After Mass, I came out, and this little girl, she's screaming out the window, Bishop Better, Bishop Better. Her mom stopped. And I'd never seen them before, so I introduced mm. myself. And the little girl gets out of the car. She comes running over, and she's just talking like a magpie and holding onto my hand and I said, what's going on? And her mom said, oh, my gosh, all she does is listen to you read books over and over. She thinks she knows you. And uh, so uh, she turned five the next day, and they couldn't have a birthday party, so they took 
cupcakes to her friends, and she said, Mom, we have to take Bishop Better a cupcake. He's my friend. Aww. So she came to the sacristy <laughs> with a cupcake for my for her birthday. So Aww. it was delightful. Another one, yeah. the mom said, mom said uh, her six-year-old said, yeah, I want to listen to Bishop Better read. He <laughs> seems to want to read to me. <laughs> That's funny. The mom said, yeah, because sometimes like pulling teeth, they're like, oh, just go to bed. Yeah. So it's been, it's been delightful. Oh, man. That is so great. So let's stay with that uh, thought, Bishop. Uh, what was, was there an inspiration behind this, uh, this reading of a book uh, to, the, to the children in particular, or did it just sort of come out of uh, something providential? Or, uh, where did, where did yeah, that come just from? Our dear Lord, you know, and part of it is my experience that I had as a parish priest in schools one year. When I was in Dickinson at St. Patrick's for Lent, uh, what I did is I went over and read to a different class each day. Mm. Um, and even sixth graders would sit and listen if you had a good book. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't believe they would, but the teacher said, you watch. And they really did. Mm. Uh, who doesn't like to be read to if it's a good story? Mm-hmm. Um, and even adults have told me they've listened to it um, as well. So I started in the beginning to see if they would watch it, and uh, it's amazing. The, the little ones, they're all on the Internet, too, already. Yeah. And so um, one, one little girl said, when her mom told her, uh, isn't it nice? Bishop even remembers you. And her little girl looks at her and says, of course, he's my bishop. <laughs> <laughs> so for them, they expect that I would remember him and to, oh. you know, reach out to them. So, yeah. no, it's been, it's been great. They send me all sorts of stuff now. I get drawings from them. And that is really good. good. Yeah, that's really good. You, it's a, it's a great way to, to be in touch with the children. Uh, they love videos. Uh, they love to be read to, but uh, also then the parents and others are are recognizing whether it was your intention or not. They're recognizing something of your shepherd's heart, of your fatherly right. love and care, of your sensitivity to to um, to all. Um, so I mean, it's just all the way around. I would imagine it's a it's a bang up success uh, to be. Yeah, I read I that. read a book on feelings, <laughs> which I got razzed about pretty good. <laughs> But at the end of it, I just said, kids, visit with your parents now about what you're feeling during this time when you see people with masks on. And, mm. you know, the, you kind of forget that how does a four-year-old process yeah. what we're going through? Yeah. You know? And so it just hopefully gave it. Try to do something small to help the parents uh, with their children through this as well, you know? Um, but they're just, they're just good good stories, you know? Some of them are some old and, some old and goodies that... Uh, that people remembered when they were little kids. I had one on the tractor pull. You know, so just all sorts of parents are dropping, grandparents are dropping off books. I have hundreds of them now. <laughs> They've been dropping <laughs> off the stories oh. that they liked as little kids. Right. So. Oh, that's so good. Everybody, this is Father Craig Vosick, your host, Real Presence Live, visiting with Bishop Austin Vetter, the Bishop of the Diocese of Helena. Uh, we're visiting about his first uh, number of months as a bishop, appointed uh, last year and then installed in November of 2019. And we're just visiting about uh, what it's been like uh, in his first number of months there. Um, and Bishop, you've, you've brought up uh, talking about these children's stories and going out and being, when you could, uh, before, the, before COVID came, going out to the deanery the regions, the different areas. But you also mentioned uh, this Friday address. I wanted to come back to that. You're, you're giving, um, uh, is, is a video every Friday or a talk every Friday? Or Tell us more about that. Yeah, so I, did, I just finished a series on prayer, just 10-minute videos on little practical things that might help us with our daily prayer. 
Um, I explained what a bishop wears. I've, um, you know, so all sorts of different topics. I just I recorded another video for this Friday, just encouraging people because uh, Montana we um, started wearing masks indoors now, uh, so that they're asking us to wear them as well during mass. Everyone, and so just an encouragement because this is wearing on all of us, so that we don't lose faith, hope, or charity. Uh, that we uh, take care of our mental health as well during this time, that we, if we're struggling, that we share it with someone, even if we need to, you know, especially if we need to go to a professional uh, to get help uh, during this time too, not just to suffer it alone, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, it's wearing on everyone and mm-hmm. it affects us. And so mm-hmm. just trying to give that in, those in, words of encouragement and then some catechesis, uh, very simple uh, catechesis on Fridays, what's going on in my life or what's happening in the diocese, um, did some things for uh, young people, for their parishes, for the parishes to reach out to their high school, college-age kids. So just trying to be as creative as we can and, and taking input from all sorts of people. they got all sorts of good ideas. And so just trying to put those into practice on Fridays, a little video. So something consistent. It's funny, you know, I had some uh, gentleman came up to me a couple of weeks ago and he said, Bishop, we haven't had a chance to meet, but I feel like I know you. Yeah. I've watched daily Mass with you, uh, Sunday Mass. I've been listening to your videos, and my grandkids listen to you read books. He said, even though we've never met, uh, we're starting uh-huh. to get to know you and your personality. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, even though I'm not getting to know them yet so right. much because I can't go out, um, at least there's something that they feel like they're hearing from me and getting to know me, which is good. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I can only imagine how close people feel to you and, and the disconnect that that might seem for you of like, well, I don't know you at all, you know, even more than, you know, at a parish, uh, the priest who's up front, everybody sees him for an hour and he sees them, but not, not a whole lot. He's kind of focused on some other things, but um, it's just got to be so disproportionate. But uh, what a gift for them that they're able to see you. Um, so that's that's just fantastic, Bishop. Thank you so much for that. I was recently out in your beautiful diocese and was so grateful to to see you. But what is, what's the just on a kind of a natural level or just on a simple level? What are the what are some of the similarities or differences that you've seen as you've migrated west uh, from well, Bismarck the biggest, out? There? Biggest difference, huh? We have trees out here and mountains, <laughs> so yeah. that's the biggest difference. <laughs> that's I for see sure. them when I just got here. They were all saying, "Isn't it beautiful?" I said, yeah, it's beautiful, but I can't see anything. <laughs> trees. <laughs> you know, North Dakota, you can see for miles, you know, yeah. um, but the natural <laughs> beauty of the Diocese of Helena, I, honestly, I can't imagine another diocese in the United States, like, almost in the world. Right. I know there's some beautiful ones in Italy, yeah, but sure. uh, it's just gorgeous. You turn, go around another bend and, you know, there's a waterfall or a beautiful lake or it's, an, it's amazing. I was just for the first time up in Glacier last week, Glacier mm. National Park. Mm. which is in the Diocese of Helena. Jeez. So I had an opportunity to go up there, and we said a prayer, and I blessed. I said a prayer of blessing. All those who are going to visit Glacier, and people were rolling in from all over the place. You know, tourism is a big part of uh, the diocese because we have Glacier and also the entrance into Yellowstone, one of the entrances into Yellowstone National mm-hmm. Park. Uh, so obviously, if you've been to those two national parks, you know the kind of beauty mm-hmm. um, that is in the Diocese of Helena. Right. So that's the biggest you know, difference really is, although we had, you know, Bismarck has Theodore Roosevelt National Park, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, in some sense, huh? Yellowstone and Glacier, they're the two giants, really, uh, of national parks in our country. So 
the natural beauty is really something. Yeah. The similarities, you know, people, even though we have, you know, each of us are created in God's image and likeness, and we're all unique in that way. No one's repeated. Uh, but human nature, huh? We share so much in common. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's such good people everywhere. And obviously, huh, there's areas up in, you go up to Conrad, Montana, in that area. It's like you drove right into North Dakota. I mm. mean, it's farmland, mm-hmm. you know, flat, no trees, <laughs> no mountains. Mm-hmm. So there's very similar areas as well. Um, but as far as the the people of God, uh, they've been so good. And they were so patient. You know, they waited over a year and a half for a bishop. Mm, yeah. And so uh, I told them, I think, I think why, why God and the Church waits a while to send another bishop? I said, it's so that you want one. <laughs> and that you love me before I even get here. <laughs> you know, that, that they were really desiring a bishop and wanted one. They were missing a bishop. And so that makes a big difference coming in then. Um, so, um, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's good that uh, they they are able to receive you so well. I remember being at your uh, ordination. It was an exceptional time of uh, of joy and fellowship and um, and beauty. Um, the cathedral I remember being so beautiful, uh, packed with people and and so much joy uh, of the priests that were there, and then the priests who came from all over the country who who have known you before that uh, to to kind of go with you out to uh, Helena was really a, it was a really a treat because I'm not from the Diocese of Bismarck but I'm living in the Diocese of Bismarck and so to see the the affection of the people in Bismarck or the or the priests of Bismarck for you personally and and as kind of an outsider but someone who's living here and to watch them sort of go with you out uh, was uh, from my perspective really really beautiful uh, I would imagine that uh, it was very um, uh, special, or I shouldn't put words in your mouth, but a delight, a joy for you to have so much support as you as you went there. Oh, absolutely! It really was. You mm-hmm. know, the it was overwhelming. Yeah. The the amount of uh, excitement that it wasn't just you know God's choice of me to be the bishop Helena uh, says something about where I grew up and my friends and you know my neighbors and says something about the diocese of Bismarck mm-hmm. and they really mm-hmm. felt that and experienced that and that was that was such a uh, a pleasant surprise to me that it would uh, that it was not just the choice of me, mm-hmm. but it meant you know so much to my family where I grew up, where I was born and raised, and uh, to my friends, to the diocese that nurtured my faith, uh, and the people of my life. You know that it's the choice of them as well. So mm-hmm. it was a wonderful thing. It's not just one individual that's affected. You know that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So right. um, yeah, so it's still it's a how's it going? <clears throat> and I said, well, I don't know any different. <laughs> I've only been a bishop seven months, so <laughs> this is normal. That's so. uh, great. Well, Bishop, uh, we're so glad that you're with us today. Um, can you stay on? We're going to take a break. Can you stay on, and we'll and we'll spend some more time with you talking about some more things about the life of the bishop and mission and vision for for your diocese. Is that okay? Sure. That'd be great. Wonderful. Everybody, uh, you're, you're here on Real Presence Live. This is Father Craig Vosick, the host, uh, with Bishop Vetter of the Diocese of Helena in Montana. We're going to take a short break and come back and talk a little bit more about his vision and mission for the, for the, for the church and for the Diocese of Helena. Stay with us.
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Not Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. We will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible. And we hope the future brings you here, close to home at mountmarty.edu. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or or at homeishere.org. Hi, I'm Kristalina Everett, and I have a new show coming to Real Presence Radio beginning Thursday, August 6th at 11 a.m. Central. It's called Women Made New, where women help women get closer to God. Through honest conversation with our guests about the challenges we face in our lives, we'll be reminded that no matter what mistakes we've made, it's never too late to start over. That's Women Made New, heard right here on Real Presence Radio every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Central, beginning August 6th. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo, parishioner of Saints Anne and Joachim Church in Fargo. I'm excited to share with you the launch of Lumen Vision, providing eye care for the whole family, including eye emergencies, vision therapy, and routine exams. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in like Eyes of Faith, a frame company that prints scripture verses on the inside of each frame. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hello, everybody. This is Father Craig Vosick, your host for Real Presence Live today in the Real Presence Radio Network. I am with Bishop Austin Vetter of the Diocese of Helena. Uh, I don't know if there's an affectionate term for bishops uh, that are new called baby bishops, but I don't know how long that uh, that lasts, if it's a whole year or not. Uh, you got six, seven months under your belt, Bishop. Maybe maybe you're not a baby bishop anymore, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm a baby bishop till I go to baby bishop school. So At our that, baby bishop school, they have an annual, every year in September, all the new bishops of the world uh, meet in Rome for two, three weeks uh, for some courses and conversation yep. together uh, with each other, but also they bring some people in and also meeting the Pope. Yep. Um, and so they postponed it to next year. So I think I'm a baby bishop, a baby bishop until I get my class under my belt. Okay, so I, this was one of my points of, for our talking was, uh, how was Baby Bishop School? I was going to ask you, but you haven't been. No, it was all postponed. So, wow. Um, but you getting postponed. I might be teaching it before <laughs> I even go to it. <laughs> our next yeah, so presenter. They, got, they get them all together. There's only about, it's quite remarkable. There's about, what, what did they say, 125, 130 sure. new bishops a year for sure. the whole world? Sure. Which isn't many at all. No. Oh. So, I think they said that 120, or maybe 175, something like that. 
Sure. So you haven't been to uh, the the sort of gathering of bishops and the sort of going through the workshops and seminars of the different dicasteries or congregations, whatnot, but you've probably been to some uh, conference of bishop gatherings in the United States, I would imagine, by now, or, or no? <clears throat> yes, maybe. I have. Well, and the thing is, I was very fortunate. So right after I was named bishop uh, in January, then I went over to Rome with the bishops of our region. I'm in Region 12. Uh, Bismarck's in Region 8. So the, the country's kind of cut up in regions mm-hmm. uh, for purposes of meeting and organization. Mm-hmm. And I had my what's called my ad limina. Oh, visit, sure. Where I had to make a report uh, to the different discasteries and the different offices of the Pope. Um, so I was over there for a week doing that and then went on a retreat with all the bishops of the region and I got a chance to get to know them. We went to Siena. Um, so that was wonderful. So we were there for two weeks. So I had an opportunity then to see how all those different offices uh, work together and how they help serve the church and serve me and what I need for the people of the Diocese of Helena. So it was very helpful. And very I was helpful. over in Rome for six years at the North American College as the spiritual director. And so I had an opportunity to get to know um, how those offices operated and what they mm-hmm. did. So I had some I had some knowledge of those things, so that was very helpful. Yeah. Um, but it was quite amazing going to these different offices, how well they knew us. So you mm. send over a report. It's called a, quinquen- a quinquennial report. A nice big word <laughs> to mean five. <laughs> you know, every five-year report. Yeah. Um, but ours actually was uh, eight years before we had gone over mm. uh, to see the Holy Father because of the uh, the reign between Benedict XVI and Francis. Uh, so everything got delayed a little bit. Sure. So you send over a report, and they read it, and send it off to the different offices, and look through it, and it. It is amazing, every detail. I mean, wow. It tells them everything. Wow. How many people come to Mass, how many weddings, how many funerals, how many baptisms, um, demographics, income, uh, buildings, churches, uh, the faith of the people, the different backgrounds. It's just incredible. So, wow. And then you would meet, and then they can ask questions, but also answer our questions. And, and then we had a chance to sit down with the Holy Father. What, for a couple of hours to sit in a circle mm-hmm. uh, asking him any questions we wanted to. Yeah, I saw the. Quite amazing. I saw the pictures. Uh, we, we, we could see them on the internet uh, pictures of different bishops gathering around the Holy Father, kind of sitting in a semicircle or a, a full circle with him. And, and so many of the, uh, the bishops that I've heard speak about it said that he gave them so much time, hour and a half, two hours or more, uh, to, yep. to just have a free conversation. Was that, was that your experience as well? Oh, absolutely. It was mm-hmm. quite amazing. And then we mm-hmm. each got to meet him, obviously. And mm-hmm. I got to introduce, introduce my nephews to him, which was oh, great. Oh, good. He said to me, uh, nepotism. I said, these are my nephews. He said, nepotism's a sin. <laughs> and I said, no, no, they're not for my diocese. For my diocese. He said, oh, okay, that's not a sin. Uh, but just a delightful conversation. He said to me, you're young. I said, well, that's your fault, <laughs> not mine. Said, you picked me. It was just really delightful and very fatherly. Uh, that's great. encouraging me. As I'm yeah. starting out as a new bishop, so that was uh, that was beautiful, you know, very, yeah. very encouraging to me. Give me great confidence. Yeah, give me great confidence. Yeah, but there's no there's no marching orders. You don't get a book. You don't get a manual right. on what you're supposed to do during a pandemic. I, I laughed. You know, when we were the when we opened up for mass again, state of Montana. We were the you know I told Bishop Warfel, who's at the Great Falls Billings. I said, you were going to be the first ones in Western civilization, one of the first ones in the whole world, 
that mask again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was uh, quite stunning, mm-hmm. uh, the amount of interest that we received from all over the world. I wanted to do interviews and all sorts of craziness, you know, mm-hmm. of what are you doing? But I teased him. I said, well, I hope this goes well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no one to ask. Uh, right. You know, no one's doing it. So let's try to figure it out. And right. it went very well. So thanks be to God. And that's the thing, huh? Yeah. Vasek, it's not yeah. that I got to figure it out. Yeah. I got to try to be responsive to what God's doing. You know, yeah. this is his church. And through his own gifts of the Spirit, uh, he guides us as we do these things. And, um, you know, when I opened, when we opened back up, someone asked, well, how did you, how did you decide? I said, well, I just sat down and said, okay, yeah, this is my family. How would I make these decisions for my family to keep them safe? Mm-hmm. And try not to complicate it, right? mm-hmm. not to overthink it, but to keep it nice and simple. Yeah. And uh, that was it. That was my guiding principle. Uh, that I'm the <laughs> I told him I, I got asked uh, on Father's Day. Someone said, what do you miss about being a priest now that you're a bishop? What do you notice different? And I said, you know what? Being called Father. I said, mm. I miss that. I said, mm. Bishop is much colder. Mm. <laughs> father is much more affectionate. Mm-hmm. You know? um, but I really do feel like I'm their father, mm-hmm. uh, especially during these things where no one knows what we're supposed to be doing for sure. Yeah. And, you know, as a father in any family, uh, he doesn't even necessarily have to know what he's doing, <laughs> what all the next steps are. He just needs to know the next one step. Yeah. And then to have strength and confidence in that. And the family unites behind him. Yeah, so it's right. To really strive not to be an absentee father, uh, but to still be present to the people as best hmm. I can. Oh, that's really beautiful, Bishop. Uh, our, the diocesan father of Helena. Maybe I'll call you that. The diocesan father of Helena. Uh, <laughs> I teased him. I said at the end of Mass, I said, so I'm not called Father. I said, maybe when I'm called Holy Father, I'll get my title. <laughs> and they all laughed. I said, no, don't put that on the air. They all were laughing. Most Reverend Father. We could call you that. Most Reverend Father. Um, Most Reverend Father. And that's what the church calls us in the liturgy. Yeah. 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 But, uh, Bishop, I want to come back to uh, two things that you said, or at least one that you said and another that uh, sounded like it was there uh, to, to govern with simplicity uh, and also with practicality. Uh, and neither of those words do I mean when I'm asking this question to be uh, with uh, unwise or hasty or simple tin. I mean, but, but there's something about you that looks at things with a certain simplicity, clarity, uh, because based on based on the gospel, based on the Lord, based on principles, basic principles that's coming through even in our conversation now, and and I know from uh, just knowing you before this, but uh, so we want to talk a little bit about just your, uh, your your identity as a bishop or your vision or, or, or mission within the diocese of Helena. You've already given us a basic layout to be the father, to to to, to gather the family around and to move, uh, to be simple, to talk to Jesus and to find out what's going on. Um, these are the basic principles that you're already sharing, but can you share more just in that realm of how have, like, what has it been like? Has it been the same as being a pastor now as bishop just over a larger territory, or is there something new that's happened? in your identity with regard to being a uh, successor of the apostles rather than a co-worker with the apostles or you know just those kinds of things uh, your felt experience in that or just the practical way that that's changed or or developed uh, can you share some more on that on that front yeah the, the main difference is that uh, people listen to me <laughs> <laughs> 
and there were priests who sit at meetings, you know, or with other priests or whatever, and, and uh, you're, you know, one voice among many. And, but here I'm sitting at meetings, and they're like, they want to know what I say. And I'm yeah. sitting there saying, why are you all listening so closely to me? Uh, so that's taken a while to get used to, you know, my sure. new role and my new relationship with them. Um, but also the great respect that they show yeah. the office of the bishop. Yeah. <clears throat> I told I told our people and our priests, you know, when, at the last... Uh, these quinquennial reports, so these reports that we do for the Vatican, for the Pope. Um, back in 2000, uh, we had 66,000 Catholics in the Diocese of Helena. Uh, now we have 44,000, mm. um, so 20,000 less. Mm-hmm. And I said, so, all of you, this isn't a reflection on any particular person, but we got to do it differently. We can't be satisfied with losing 20,000 practicing Catholics every 20 years. Mm. Uh, and we just we have to to, to reagent we we have to re we have to energize <laughs> ourselves by the gift of the Holy Spirit to beg the Holy Spirit to show us what it means to be missionary. Mm-hmm. You know what's it mean to go out and be missionary? A hundred years ago, they knew what they meant by missionary when they came out to Helena the first time. Yeah, uh, but I said, you know, really, when I think about what I do, much of it is maintaining, trying to maintain what I have rather than going out and sharing the gospel with all sorts of new people, people who've never met him, you know, so often. It's not that people are rejecting Jesus Christ and his church. They've never met him. Mm-hmm. No one's introduced them to him mm-hmm. in a very personal way and into the life of the church, more than what's just read in the newspaper, right, or heard about on television, mm-hmm. that we encounter them one at a time. That's it. And so to really encourage all of us not just to do it the same and expect a different outcome, that right. uh, we got to be creative and uh, just look for ways uh, to encounter them and meet them. Um, they're not going to come knock on my door at the chancery, <laughs> right. you know, that I have to go out. Denuncio, mm-hmm. uh, the apostolic uh, representative, when he, was, when he left me seven months ago, he said, don't stay in the chancery. Get out. Hmm. You know, you are a missionary bishop, and all of your institutions have to be missionary. Missionary hospitals, missionary college, missionary high school, uh, missionary parishes. And so that's what I've been trying to ask all of our people. What's it mean to be missionary, uh, to, to share the life of the gospel, uh, the life of Jesus, the life of the church uh, with others in a way that's compelling, that we're proposing, not imposing, uh, but really uh, seeing that the salvation of souls, that every human heart desires God, <laughs> if they know it or not, believe it or not, mm-hmm. accept it or not, mm-hmm. that God has made every human heart for him. And so it's restlessness, and Augustine says, until it rests in God, mm-hmm. and it searches for all sorts of stuff, uh, crazy stuff even, to yeah. try to settle the heart down. Um, but it don't settle down until it can settle in God. So I know that, and so that's it. It gives me great hope. I know that I just got to be creative and try to um, give witness uh, to Jesus, uh, mm-hmm. what He is in my life as a real person, the mm-hmm. Blessed Mother as a real person. Mm-hmm. You know, that there's no reason for loneliness when we have a living God that's pursuing us. So I just got to uh, redouble our efforts to be yeah. creative. I think. Yeah. 
Everybody, this is uh, Father Craig Vosick, your host on Real Presence Live with Bishop Austin Vetter, the, the most reverend father, the diocesan father of the Diocese of Helena, <laughs> having a great chat about uh, his first number of months as a bishop, uh, the things that have been going on, and, uh, and now talking a little bit more about uh, identity and mission, um, and exquisite uh, reflections, Bishop, I might say, uh, exquisite reflections that are just grounded in the, in the tradition of the Church and, and deep spirituality uh, of of understanding who we are, deep faith uh, in God and His plan and His church, and uh, uh, that we are co-workers, we're participating in the work of Jesus, and as you mentioned, also the Blessed Mother. Uh, these uh, so beautiful. Thank you so much for all of this. Uh, a question that just came into my mind. It's not in the notes, but do you have a sort of a, do you have sort of a, what would be the a role model? Uh, so, like when you look at kind of somebody who's impressing a mission upon you, is it kind of looking at the apostles in the, in the New Testament, or is there sort of other bishops uh, that are currently bishops, or just uh, a saint in the history of the church, uh, or a mixture of those that uh, have been sort of inspiring you over the last year, or, or ten years? Or? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I've been actually using as my... Are you there? Yep, yep. As what I've been using as my guide really is the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, that the beginnings of the church, yeah, and to really see how they were bold, uh, courageous men of women of faith, mm-hmm. um, but just going out there. And you know, as Peter says, "I have neither silver nor gold; what I have, I give freely." In the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. Yeah, right, and just trusting that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is uh, is a real event, <clears throat> and right. it changes everything not just 2,000 years ago, but right now, right today, um, that we can encounter him and the power of Jesus is no less active and alive than he's always been. Right? That, uh, so that I've been using as really as my model um, to really see. And, you know, one of the things that uh, really has been encouraging me, too, is we have over 30,000 college students in the Diocese of Helena. Mm. Um, and so it's a great opportunity uh, to meet them so that's been my main, people said, what's your priority? And I said, my main priority is to really try to reach out in creative ways uh, to young people, mm. to young people, to let them get to know me and to, for me to get to know them and to hear from them directly, mm-hmm. not through some filter, yeah. um, to be able to answer their questions, their hopes, their fears, to, to really hear them and to let them, you know, let me have it. <laughs> Tell me what's on their mind and heart, yeah. the good, the bad, the ugly. Right. Well, they have some challenging questions to be able to hear it from their from their bishop directly. Yeah. Um, not just to read about it or have yeah. misconceived notions of what the right. church teaches right. Right. Um, right. 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 of these things, but to really see that they're not just the future of the church. We need them right now. Mm-hmm. Right? That uh, they are the life of the church now. And that uh, and it's been delightful. So I've been doing that and reaching out, um, trying to uh, find creative ways to, to meet them, and they've been responding so beautifully. Mm. They really are. Uh, for my anniversary, is 27 years as a priest on June 29th, mm. my first two letters I received were from college kids oh, wow. congratulating me. And, and so to really see that uh, they don't have to, that I'm not, uh, that, I, that I'm approachable, right? yeah. that they can find me, yeah, yeah. and uh, that I'm not too busy for them. That's why I'm here. I'm here for them. I'm here for right. everyone, right. Uh, but them as well. Right. So... I hope that answers the question, but really, you know, uh, to really trust the Holy Spirit 
So let him show every day I pray. Make me a missionary. Teach me what it means to be a missionary. And just show me. Show me. Help me meet the people you want me to meet today. And then I try to be aware. If it's a snow removal person or someone, you know, emptying the garbages, or to, to not miss them, not to look past them saying, you know, God, where do you want me to minister today? Where do you want me to bring you? And looking past those things that can be so obvious. He's saying right there. There's one person. Go talk to them, right? Help them empty your own garbage. Um, <laughs> not to be, not to have those things beneath you. Yeah. And so that's what I've been trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bishop. This is this has been a very invigorating uh, time with you. We've got a few minutes left. Uh, so everybody uh, who has been tuned in, this is uh, Bishop. Bishop Austin Vetter has been with us for these so generously for these last uh, 30, 35 minutes. So thank you so much, Bishop. But um, just to stay maybe one last time on this notion of missionary, uh, you've been sharing it. Uh, it was the Nuncio's uh, marching orders, um, and then you've been reflecting on the Acts of the Apostles. You're asking the Lord, what does it mean to be missionary? Uh, this has been the Holy Father Pope Francis from the very first day, uh, talking about the, the joy of the gospel and what it means to be a missionary, uh, going out, going out to the fringes. You know, these, He's been using these magnificent phrases and, and words, um, but what you're sharing with us right now is that it's good to say all of that, and, and people have been saying all that, but then I need to appropriate that in the Diocese of Helena, and so I'm asking the Lord, what does that look like here and now? Okay. Well, not what does it look like in Jerusalem uh, 2,000 years ago? What does it look like in Rome in the 1500s? What does it look like in Helena in 2020? Uh, right. and, uh, and that's what you're up to. So uh, I'm, just, I'm just so grateful. I don't know if you have more that, to say into that, but uh, this, yeah, this notion it's, of missionary. It's not easy to figure out. Right. Lot, you know, when I sat at the chancery, and even with the priest, I said, so we're all missionary. Yep. I said, do we know what that means? And they all looked at each other. I said, so I don't. I said, we have to really wrestle with it. Yeah. You know, to say, God, show us what it means to be missionary. Yeah. How do we bring the gospel to people who don't even want to talk to us? Yeah. Right? How do we bring the gospel to our workplace? How do we bring the gospel, the person of Jesus, to these conversations as Catholics to where it doesn't become a fight? Mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. issues, but that it goes more basic, more to the the, the encountering of the living God. We'll mm-hmm. get to the other things where we might disagree down the road, but we have to start, right, person to person, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so that we're really seeing one another and seeing Jesus as this real person, that the church is his bride, and that he's the head of the church, and that she's, you know, much more than an institution. She's the body of Christ on earth are incurred, you know, that's how we meet him. Mm-hmm. That's how we encounter him. That's how we're saved is in and through the life of the church. That's where Jesus acts for certain. And so that's, that's the real challenge is, uh, especially now in society where it's so pol- polarized, you know, it's becoming more and more divided to be able to have a conversation about anything without it just being a division uh, is becoming more of a challenge. Yeah. And the church has such an important part to play mm-hmm. in that, mm-hmm. uh, to bring people together in unity. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the reasons I'm a bishop, is I'm a sign of unity. I'm supposed to mm-hmm. keep the church united, mm-hmm. um, keep society united, keep right. families united right. in ways by bringing Jesus, who, that he's the one we can unite in and through, um, no matter what our <clears throat> differences might be, that we can show a deep respect, a profound humility for one another, uh, a care 
for other humans, um, I think is so important. Uh, even if we don't agree on things, that we have to find ways that are more, more civil, more uniting, rather than dividing. Right. Right, right, right. Bishop Vedder, this has been an incredibly uh, invigorating. As I mentioned before, it's been a, a pure delight. Uh, we're at the end of our time now, but thank you. I just want to thank you on behalf of Real Presence Radio uh, and all of our all of the listeners, wherever they are throughout the world. Uh, thank you so much for taking so much time with us today and to share with us uh, your own heart and your and your uh, own journey uh, as a bishop, uh, successor of the apostles in the Diocese of Helena. So I just want to thank you uh, for your time. Oh, thank you for having me, and I ask all of those who are listening, please, Say a prayer for me, huh? For the diocese, Helena. Um, I would appreciate it very much. And, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do. Seven months under my belt, we'll keep at it. <laughs> Great. And, uh, you know, just trust uh, that Jesus, this is his church. And yes. I'm his, I, he chose me. You know, I told him in one of the parishes, I said, we have to all believe that we're made for our vocation. Right? That we were all made for what we have to do, what we're called to do. And so I believe that with my life as well. So thank you for having me, and have me again, and know my prayers for you as well. Thank you so much, Bishop. Thank you. God bless. God bless you. All right, everybody. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. I'm going to tell you what's going on in my life. Uh, it's going to be really amazing, I'm sure. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with great programming here at Real Presence Live. Stay tuned. <laughs> 